All right. Welcome to Draft Eligible, where a few friends get together. And typically what we do is have a draft about a certain topic, about things we're passionate about. Um, you know, we've talked about favorite drinks. We've talked about um, moments in our life, uh, moments in our friendship. Uh, and today will be kind of a little mixture of everything. It won't necessarily be a draft, but it's just going to be about kind of topics that interest us and um, more of a discussion allow you to get to know uh, uh, people with us. Uh, joining me, uh, as always, is JJ Trenholm. Hello. And joining us, as always, is Dylan Shores. Hey, what's up? My name is Frank Regano, and I round out the trio here. Um, like I said, this is, this is all about us and getting to know us and gives us a platform to talk about what we like. Uh, and one of the things I think we all bonded over uh, throughout our life has been footballs. Um, you know, from JJ wearing jerseys every day in high school uh, to me yeah. trying to buy enough jerseys to wear uh, didn't work. <laughs> um, you know, Dylan, I know you had your collection as well. Yeah. Uh, J JJ, give me the what was the final total count uh, on your jersey total? 165. 165. Ridiculous. So JJ could field three football teams almost. Yeah. <laughs> Dress them all. It's, um, it's the size of a COVID uh, roster. Yeah. <laughs> One COVID <laughs> roster full of jerseys. We may have some infections, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We've got, we've got, you know, um, you know, it's kind of a little bit off here, but like talking about jerseys and before we bring up the, the topic I wanted to bring up, um, what was everybody's favorite jersey they had? I, I have a feeling I know I know everybody's answer, but uh, Dylan, I want to start with you because there there's one on, on the top of my head, but I'm gonna I'm gonna start it with you. <laughs> Mine would be like so random. I, I feel like the jersey that I had strangely was like Wayne Krebet. I remember having a Wayne Corbett jersey, man, and I rocked that all the time. Dude, uh, little the, the original White Lightning, right? The, the original Wes Welker, <laughs> Wayne Corbett. Look it up, kids. Google it. He's the least from... exciting, most exciting player to ever play football. <laughs> like, was it Hofstra? Was he? I don't even know. <laughs> was Hofstra also who gave us uh, was it Marquise Colston? I don't know. I can't. I yes. can't remember. Yeah, Hofstra. Yeah. Hofstra, one of the great wide player, receivers. Right? And like he was just like, well, it wasn't the size of Colston, but he's like, Col he could just catch. He just caught everything. Like, didn't really do anything exciting with it. But if it was anywhere close to him, he was catching that. And he just like took a little of the edge. Took, took a little coverage off Keyshawn, and let Keyshawn do his thing. It's like yeah, he was man, like that. If if Wayne Corbett was around in today's world, like say those New York Jets were around in today's world, like the media would hate Keyshawn and, and talk about how terrible yeah. of a teammate he is, and they'd be like, yep. "Why can't he be more like Wayne Corbett? Why can't he?" Good teams, man. Like that was a good Jets team. Like, did you really think about it? Keyshawn? Like Testa Verde was I? Like Curtis Martin's a Hall of Famer. Like those were good teams. I love Curtis Martin. Yeah, man. Hey, don't don't forget. Uh, wasn't wasn't Kyle Brady there too? I mean, Penn State, Penn State uh, Hall of Famer. Uh, <laughs> great tight end. Um, JJ, what about you, man? What was your? I mean, I know, like I said, you had 165. So uh, to pick feel one. free to feel pick free to tell child. us. <laughs> yeah, like, pick your favorite child. Um, that's tough, man. So I I'm gonna pick two. There's a reason I'm gonna pick two. So one is gonna be the totally biased pick, and that's 
uh, Brian Dawkins, um, just because I'm an Eagles fan, uh, one of my favorite players of all time. So there's there's that one. Um, there's also <laughs> sorry, somebody walking in the background. Uh, there's also um, if I if I do a non Eagles jersey, um, I'd have to say honestly, it's my Marcus Trufant Seahawks jersey. Um, I wore that thing so many times. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. It was. It's not the it's not the Seahawks colors that we know today. Um, it was their uh, jerseys before that. Um, I it's think like it dark was, ones, like the dark blue. Yeah, so I think they had them from oh five, maybe oh four, oh five to like two thousand eleven. Um, and I think two thousand twelve, which I think two thousand twelve or no two thousand yeah two thousand twelve I believe it. yeah. I think it was Russell Wilson's right first Bowl. year is when they changed it. So yeah, um, is that the one that had like a hint of green in it? Like this is like the like or, the, uh, the Sean Alexander years, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Dark blue, little bit of green on it. Yeah, I think the green like was a little bit around the, the eye of the Seahawk, but that was about right. It. Mainly not it was like that to come out of the blue. armpit like they do now. None of that. Um. So I would go, I'm going to go with those two. I mean, there's, there's some others, uh, but it's hard. Like you said, when you have 165 at one point, it's, it's hard to narrow it down to one. Yeah. Do you have like a, a, a favorite, like, you know, like Dylan, Dylan Wayne Corbett is like super unique. And I think Marcus Trufant's pretty unique too. Cause yeah. people who love football are like, Oh yeah, Marcus Trufant, you know, great cornerback, but uh, not everybody. Is there a like super unique one that you got that's like people would hear and go, who? Yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, because I, I want one when when I was buying jerseys, um, you didn't want to get the you didn't want to get like a Tom Brady jersey or, yeah. uh, you know, somebody, you know, I even though I had one a Peyton Manning jersey, um, you wanted to get somebody that um, the trick of it was you wanted to get somebody that wasn't common. But at the same time, you didn't want to get somebody that was going to only be there for a year. So you had to find yeah. somebody on the team that uh, had some job security because that's the worst thing that could ever happen when you ever buy these jerseys is you buy one and then the following year they get traded or cut or whatever the case is. Yeah. Um, and then you just feel like you wasted your money at that point. Um, but I, I mean, there, I have a handful of them. Um, the one, the couple of them that stick out um, were some of the ones I got um, early on. Uh, the Tishmanga Biakabatuka has got to be one of them. From yeah, the Panthers, um, Kabir Baja Biamila from the Packers yeah. is going to be another. I, I don't know what it is about jer- my, my jerseys and guys with extremely long names <laughs> that probably two percent of the population could spell correctly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like th- those are the type of ones that I, that I have that are probably pretty rare, and then people will be scratching their head oh, wondering who they are. I would take a Tim Biakabatuka jersey right now. Right Tim Biakabatuka, man. <laughs> Like just that's a good name right there. That's such a, a good name. It's like a good throwback to one of those players that was just. We're gonna we're gonna need an upcoming episode on top names. We're gonna draft top <laughs> NFL names because there's some good ones out there. Oh, I'm man. not giving any of them away right now, but there's some good <laughs> got, ones. Got a couple in my pocket, but I feel like the Baja Biamila family uh, <laughs> is a is a strong strong candidate for best family name out there. Yeah. You know, oh man, um, man, I was, I, you know, I was like, I, I was thinking about mine and and the jerseys I had, and I had a lot of random ones just because 
I mean, I had like a Quentin Jammer, uh, which was cool because it was the Chargers with like the little bolts on the on the shoulder. Uh, but my favorite one was uh, Takeo Spikes, uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Um, the Bengals, I mean, my favorite color is orange, so naturally. Uh, and it was just the coolest looking jersey. It was 51, so it was a linebacker number, so it looked mean and tough. Um, but it had like the, the orange Bengal stripes on the shoulders. Um, it was white. It had like the shiny white part at the top. It just, anytime I wore it, you know, especially, you know, working in a sporting goods store, uh, people would be like, you know, the, it was always one of the ones that people loved. Uh, so that, that by far was my favorite. Yeah. Um, man, like I mean, that dude, that the Bengals jerseys too, like in person are like solid jerseys. They really mm-hmm. are. Like when you see someone wearing one, you're not just seeing it on TV. They're really good looking jerseys. I feel like you look at those jerseys and you're like, why can't this team be good? They would sell yeah. so much merchandise if they were remotely good. <laughs> and like, I know that, and I shouldn't say remotely good because they, they made the playoffs a lot and, um, you know, anybody no, watch football like, can tell. They look like jerseys that you get when you like move your franchise in Madden. Like, <laughs> that's what they look like. <laughs> you just created these jerseys and you're like, I'm the Bengals now. Rawr! I'm the Las Vegas or the like I've, I've moved my San Antonio Bengals. <laughs> San Antonio <laughs> Bengals. The Bengals, look out! Here I come. London ba- Bengals. <laughs> all my trade deals that would never happen in real life. I will. I will trade you uh, Carson Palmer for Michael Vick and Roddy White and three first round picks. <laughs> oh man, I was trying to think too. Like the most random jersey I have is my Joey Harrington. Uh, Joey Harrington, affectionately known as one of the worst uh, quarterbacks out Pretty there. Sad. Pretty terrible. terrible. But he could play the piano, all right? And he was yeah, really man. good at Oregon for a year or two. And isn't that what counts? Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, on the on the other end of the, the spectrum, um, Pat Mahomes, uh, God, you know, Monster. my football god, right? Um, signed a huge deal today. I mean, I've seen different numbers. I've seen 10 for 450, 10 for 477, 12 for 503, depending on – yeah, what's left on his contract, right? Um, right. Lo and behold, the, the most expensive contract ever given out to anybody. Yeah. It, yeah, I think even in – I think it outshoots out baseball, I'm pretty sure. So Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's the highest in North American sports, I think is the correct – I think Trout's was like 437 or something. Like I think that. his is like 13 or 12 for 437 or something yeah, like that, something right? Like that. So, so just a lot of money. I want to know if that's the highest in North America. Like, I know some of the soccer contracts are rich, but like, who yeah, got who got more than fifty like fifty million a year? <laughs> who out there? Who out there in this economy in Europe just got more than fifty million? I don't know soccer well enough, so I'm not going to throw out any names. So I mean, into like, <laughs> like I would have never gotten that much money. Like, I don't know. I don't know soccer. <laughs> is uh, they're they're <laughs> actually um, I I know there's three guys and um. Uh, you know, if you don't follow Gil Brand on Twitter, I highly recommend it. Um, but he had posted that, uh, uh, and Frank, you know these guys better than I do. Messi, Neymar, and uh, Ronaldo. Uh, yeah. Um, Ninety-four million, seventy-five million, sixty-four million, respectively. Per year, uh, that's per wild. Year. No so, wonder these teams are like constantly being charged with like tax evasion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got to be like a money ninety-four trip. million dollars money laundering scheme going on there. 
it's it's crazy. So like you know, two of those guys, Neymar or yeah, Neymar and, and Ronaldo both uh, went I, like are on probation in Spain for tax evasion. <laughs> Like, taxes, you, know, I, you make ninety four million dollars a year. How? Why are you evading taxes? You're still rich, right? <laughs> but you know, I, I wanted to get your guys' opinion. JJ, let's start with you. Um, I mean, obviously, it's a lot of money. Uh, but do you have any like disagreements with it, or you know, should they give it him more? Should they give him six hundred million dollars? No, I mean, it's it's one of those deals that I know you, you look at the, the big number um, and you get, you know, you know, sticker shock, you know, shell shock, whatever, whatever term you want to use. But, you know, then you kind of break it down a little bit and you realize that, yeah, it's the high he's going to be the highest paid player in the league. Um, obviously, the highest quarterback um, paid quarterback in the league. But I've, number one, he deserves deserves it i mean the guy just came off a super bowl uh, i mean you just seen what he's done in the i know he's been in the league three years but let, let's be honest he's only really played two um and what he's done and then you know you have to pay what are you gonna do you're gonna let just let him go i mean right. or go the whole yeah to go the whole um kirk cousins route and just franchise tag him a couple times or what's happening with Dak prescott right now so i i think it's a good number i mean it it only remains to be seen um you know, what happens um, down the road with, with salaries. I mean, you know, assuming that um, COVID doesn't play a, a role in this and it, it affects the salary cap, we, we know the salary cap is going to go up and up and up. Um, so, yeah, 40, 41, 43 million, whatever it ends up being per year. I mean, it sounds like a lot, but all of a sudden, I mean, what was it, a couple of years ago, we thought 30 million sounded like a lot. And now that's like a bargain right. bargain for a, a mid-tier quarterback. Um so I, I think I think it's a good deal. I've, I'm, it, it's got to be good for them to finish it now. So now they don't have to even worry about it. Uh, now they could focus right. in on you know guys like Chris Jones um, to to get him uh, worked out. Um, but uh, I know we were kind of talking before this a little bit. I mean, there's those next couple quarterbacks are going to be eyeing this. Um, you know, you guys were talking about Lamar. Uh, the one name I didn't hear from you guys is Deshaun Watson. I mean, that guy is going to get pretty darn close to what. Uh, Mahomes gets now I know you know people can argue well, he doesn't want a Super Bowl and you know he hasn't really gone far in yeah. the playoffs etc cetera, etc cetera. but you know some of it you have to just yeah. make the bull and say look I can either pay this guy a lot of money or um, you know risk it and maybe try to find somebody better and um, but we've seen what Deshaun Watson can do so I think he's going to get pretty close I mean Dak's a little bit different um you know, because he is on the franchise tag right now. But, you know, again, I, will he get close to 40? Which, again, with the initial reports, yeah, quite possibly now. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> um, the market. Like, we're, like, setting the market doesn't necessarily mean that the next guy beats it because the next guy might not be as good as that guy who set the market. But it's like, right. if you're going to put Dak's numbers next to Mahomes' numbers, then you're going to – you're going to meet somewhere. You know what I mean? Like that's what, that's what every agent is going to do. They're going to say, well, my guy threw for this many touchdowns, which is just as many as he threw for like, you know, they're, they're going to, they're not going to sit there. Like I, I think fans sit there and they're like Super Bowl rings and crap like that. Mm-hmm. Like the, like the fact that quarterbacks get credit for Super Bowl rings is, is, is I hate that anyway. Like it doesn't mean you're a good quarterback or a bad quarterback. Obviously, very rarely do bad quarterbacks win Super Bowls, but like 
lots of different guys have won Super Bowls. Is Terry Bradshaw better than Peyton Manning? Like, just because – no, like, it's not. It's Short not, answer, yes. You know what I mean? Like, so, they're going to put their numbers next to each other, and that when a guy's making $50 million instead of the guy was making – you know, what was, what was the highest paid quarterback before him? Wilson at like thirty-five million a yeah, year. Yeah, so like when you're when the when the ceiling was thirty-five and now the ceiling is fifty, mm. like why you know why isn't Dak or or Deshaun or um you know, all you know these Lamar other, when he comes up Lamar yeah. when he comes up why aren't they going to want forty at least right. or forty-two right. or whatever Lamar does between now and when he's going to get a new contract? Right. Lord right. even knows, you know what I mean? Like this guy could blow up even more. And then he might want even more than Patrick Mahomes. He'd be like, well, I'm worth 55. You know what I mean? Like, right. So the ceiling got higher. The bottom line is that's – and everything's going to go up with it. If even it doesn't get up to that level, it's going to go a little bit higher now. And I think that's that's kind of like the, the, the fun part of this now is like people who bet on themselves like uh, Dak can now like – you know, when we were talking about Dak in January at like when he they were like, he wants 40 million. Everybody was like, that's stupid. He will yeah. never touch that money. Yeah. Like, and now we're kind of like, well, 40 million, huh? not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, uh, and like, you know, you sit here and you're like, you know, you can say the same thing with Deshaun Watson. You're like the, the playoff game he won was against the Buffalo Bills, which, you know, if you ask me, Buffalo was terrible. And, but I mean, like, Deshaun, like, single-handedly, Deshaun didn't lose that Kansas City game, right? Like, we can all say that right. safely, right? Like, Deshaun didn't lose that game. He was the reason they jumped out as much as they did. Yeah. Um, he, he's won everywhere he's gone. He won in high school, won in college, beat the super team in college. You know, he's, you've, you've seen Houston when he, when he got there and he got hurt and he hurt his knee and they were good before he hurt his knee and then nothing without him. And he came back and rehabbed and took him, you know, to the playoffs last year. So, like, you see what he's done. Like players like that, you're like, and I mean, maybe he doesn't get 50, but like, I wouldn't argue if he got 40, 42, 45. Like, yeah, it's it's yeah, we, going to be the going rate. Right? We got to remember this: Bill O'Brien is the GM right now, so <laughs> we've well, seen his, his, his recent history. Like so he could ask for million. 75 billion a year. He yeah. might get it. <laughs> Probably trading him, trading him right now to like like uh the the Raiders for Derek Carr and a first round pick. So he doesn't have to pay him later on. <laughs> the one team that can't afford him though. <laughs> yeah, like that's it's the thing. It's like, you know, it's fun looking at like Houston and being like how irrational they are and, and their d- decision making and it's like, oh well like maybe if they maybe if they trade him and you know there's I, I you know of course like when the home home thing came down people were like, he nobody's worth that much money, that much of the cap and you're like right. Okay. Yeah, the, you know what? Maybe so, right? Like, go ahead. I'm sorry. Man. I was gonna say, like, no, like it's you know, like maybe so, but you're a franchise. Like, if you look at Kansas City, you're a franchise that hasn't had a QB since like their QB since maybe Lynn Dawson when they went to the Super Bowl 50 years ago. You know, you can argue like I I fell in love with them because of Joe Montana, but it was like Joe Montana at the end. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Alex Smith is a game manager, man. There are years of like the Heward brothers being the quarterback. Trent Green. <laughs> Trent Green, right? Like Lord and Savior Trent Green, yeah. you know, like Steve Bono. You can, you can go on and, and on. And you know, the team has spent 50 years without their star quarterback. Uh, the Texans, you can argue, have gone 
since their inception 18 years ago without a quarterback. Like, yeah. why would you get rid of that person once you finally, finally hit the jackpot, right? Like, yeah. why would you do that, you know? Mahomes is, like, the closest thing to, like, I can't miss. Like, you know what I mean? With what we've seen so far, it's, like, other than, like, injury, which could happen to anybody, and right. no one's, like, no one's not pulling the trigger on a player, a contract, because he might get injured. Like, that's stupid. But other yeah. than that, like, what's there? You know what I mean? Like, he's, like, character dude. He's talented. Like, you're just not going to lose on that unless something unforeseen happens. Like, so, you know, if you give him the money, you're going to get your money's worth. I think he's one of the guys that makes the most out of, like, players around him. You mm-hmm. think of Andy Reid's system, it's like, just go grab me a couple small, fast guys. Like, you can find them in the draft. When they get expensive, you just mm-hmm. get rid of receivers and find new ones. Like, yep. he's, he's – I mean, J.J.'s Philadelphia fan, like – never had a wide receiver until like Terrell Owens is there for like a year. But like before that, he never, he never had any receivers and McNabb had a good career. Like he can make things happen with nothing. You know, he just needs a few pieces like Mahomes and stuff like that. Like they have ways to make it work with their cap. And I was looking up to like when JJ brought up, like if, if coronavirus is hurting, like hurting the cap, like their deal is like 22. Like, it's only going to get bigger. Yeah, like, hopefully we're not, like, doing this shit on Zoom, and hopefully, like, things are back to normal in 2022. But, like, if something were not to be normal, like, TV's only going to go up right now. I mean, people have nothing but TV to watch right now. Like, mm-hmm. those deals are only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, even if this all go the whole corona thing goes away. But if, it, if it's still lingering, it's like, are you kidding me? If it's lingering – like the NFL is going to be like if they can play games, they're going to be. Yeah, that's games. the other part of it. So, <laughs> they have to have games know, to be played play to watch. <laughs> which I think by by that year you're going to be able to play games. Like they're going to be like, hey, like op- open up the bank because right. we got something that you can't get anywhere else. So I mean, it's a lot of money, but it's it's as close as a of a of a sure thing as you're going to ever get. It's the so, one sport we provide that that can't be replicated anywhere else. You know, like. Right. You hear, like, Italy has a football league. <laughs> and you're like, cool, what does it look like? And you, like, pull up it on YouTube. And, you know, the offensive linemen are, like, 180 pounds. And you're like, oh, it's, it's high school football. Awesome. Um, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's always fun. And, and I, mean, I think, too, with a guy like Mahomes, the last thing I'd add on it is, you know, you're going to make money back off of uh, merchandise. Um, all the stuff you sell with him, all the ads you, you can sell with him, he's – He's literally a poster boy of, of, of yeah. like you, I, I don't, I've never heard a bad thing about him. Like bad attitude. Bad, he was he was mean to my child. <laughs> you know, like yeah. like the guy does everything right. And I and, and I mean I, I don't want to portray him as a perfect citizen because we don't we don't know. We we've, we've all thought people are perfect and find out they're not later. But, but I mean, as far as what we could see, he yeah. is the golden boy, right? Like so. Um, yeah, like I, just, the I one, think it's fascinating. That's that's. Go ahead, JJ. No, I was just say the one thing. If we, I know we're just all praising the move, and, and probably rightfully so. But if I just had to play devil's advocate advocate for a minute, um, you just look at the history of the last maybe even ten years, um, and I'm I'm sure you guys have heard it. And many people have heard it. There hasn't been a lot of Super Bowl success with paying a quarterback top dollar. Um, 
Right. Yeah, and there's some that have made it deep in the uh, playoffs. There's some that have made it Super Bowl, a la Matt Ryan, which he probably should have won um, in the Falcons. Uh, but, um, it, it, you know, it, it brings up that debate. Do you try to grab, a you know, maybe a first-round quarterback, one of the top guys that comes out in the year, and then during those two, three, four years – just build up your defense, build up your line, whatever whatever it is that you believe in. You just put all your money there while you're still having a quarterback for pennies, uh, so to say, and and try to win that way. Uh, because again, when you look at all the teams that have been successful and won the Super Bowl over the last ten years, they've basically I don't know if that was their model, but it was the model. Like it, you could see it. I mean, you know, you look back as far as back as you know uh, in thirteen when the Seahawks did it. Right. Um, and then you, you can kind of go down low. Now I know the Patriots won a handful of those since then, but again, Brady wasn't a top paid quarterback and we can get all that right. debate later about why he wasn't. But um, you know, th- that's one of the things that teams might think about is, you know, this guy's good, but we might be able to get somebody that's very comparable in the draft upcoming year and then save all that money and allocate those resources elsewhere on the team and build that part up. And, you know, if he's right. manageable or, decent you know we have superstars everywhere else so we should be okay yeah so just just to play it on the other side i think it's a good point but i also think like i also think i because i hear people bring that up every time and i think like the opposite side of that is if you look at the teams that are habitually in the playoffs they have those quarter like they might not be winning super bowls but like is it i mean you obviously you're not going to be able to get as many pieces if you're spending money because you only have so much money right. to go around. But you look at like the Packers; they're in the Super Bowl or they're in the playoffs every year. They weren't a 13 win team last year, like. But you have you have Aaron Rodgers, like you have someone who can win games on his own, like. So, yeah, I mean, every team's going to be like, if this team's doing that, then I have to do this. I can't find that 30 million dollar, 40 million dollar quarterback. I don't have it, so what do I do? Do I just lose? Like, no, I'm going to go out and build my defense. I'm going to do this. So it all, it all like comes together in the end. And I mean, a lot of those teams that are in the playoffs every single year, not the teams that get hot and maybe win a Super Bowl. And then, you know, Arizona Cardinals are like gone instantly right. are a lot of the teams that like, they have, that, they have that guy to get them there every year. And they have, at least have a shot at being in the Super Bowl or winning the Super Bowl because they have that guy. So yeah, it's it's yeah. you know it's one of those things with how you're gonna build your team. You can you can do it either, either way. I don't think I don't think necessarily one's like Super Bowl winning and one's never gonna win a Super Bowl. Uh, it's just yeah. it's kind of like falling. I mean, that way. I mean it's it's like you know it, it's a good strategy. It's kind of like how do you like your fantasy team to be built, right? Like yeah. I like to never have good running backs. JJ takes arguably the best players available. Um, you know, and JJ wins the league every other year yeah. or is in the finals every year, you know, like, you know, um, you know, everybody has their own way of building it. It's just like, can you commit to it, stay to it and, and, and follow through. And, um, you know, I think JJ's right. Like ultimately, like if you don't feel like the quarterback position is you know, worth $35 million, then you don't do it. Um, you know, you trade them or you move on or you draft somebody you develop. Um, but you know, I, I pulled up, you know, Mahomes contract figure, the estimated contract figures for the next, you know, cap hits for the next eh, five years of the deal, the guaranteed part of the deal. Um, and like, it's kind of cool because this year's the last year of the rookie deal. So it's yeah. $5 million. So 
capitalist structure deals um which is i mean it's it's all on how you how you want to play the game right it's if you're given x amount of dollars some people say the cap is a myth um and you can always figure out a way around it by restructuring or yeah. you know cutting dead money or reorganizing contracts uh there is a year it's i think it's 2025 when uh, mahomes counts again 60 million dollars against the cap so 2025 if uh <laughs> if we're not all coroned out i mean uh yeah, let's restructure that bathroom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's when it'll, that's when it'll all get restructured. <laughs> so that's, that's the year of the restructure, if anybody's curious. <laughs> um, cool. You know, thinking, you know, transitioning the, the second kind of topic I have for this evening is um, away from the sport of football, but maybe, maybe it finds its way back in here. Um, coronavirus, obviously, you know, the three of us are uh, very fortunate in the fact that we can telework for our jobs and, not have to go in the office every day or um, maybe occasionally we have to go in or something like that, but we don't have to, it's not a, our daily thing where we're constantly interacting with people face to face and exposing ourselves or others or our families, significant others. Um, but like, what are, you, what are you guys doing to, to make life feel normal? Um, you know, I know we, we zoom, we talk, we do this. Um, you know, JJ, what is, what do you do to, to, to kind of keep things Sane. Um, I, I, you know, I'm trying to keep uh, my normal schedule to a point, or at least I've tried to uh, with the, um, if, if everything was normal, like, you know, if there was no COVID, we were going to work. Um, I mean, my, my typical schedule, I, you know, I obviously get up and go to work. Um, I'm a, I'm a runner. So I like, I, I run generally about five days a week. Um, so I try to run right after work. Um, and then, you know, just kind of do whatever until, you know, going, going to sleep, you know, whether it's just hanging out, watch a little TV, playing video games, um, that type of thing. Um, I mean, it's a little different for me. Uh, you know, I've, I've, um, over the last few months been, um, living with my girlfriend as opposed to just living at my apartment. So <laughs> trying to adjust to that as well as, is throwing things off a little bit from the daily routine, uh, but still trying to keep the normal, go to work, work out, um, you know, unwind, do a little video games or, you know, again, hang out or just whatever. Um, but that, that's what I've tried to do. Um, just keep it, as you say, keep it as normal as possible. Um, but even then it's still, it's still a little tough to, uh, to replicate uh, exactly that the same type of not only environment but just the you know everything that you do within it um, on a day to day basis. So that's that's what I've been trying to do normally. Um, what about you, Dylan? I think when it shut down for some reason I just was like I don't want to do nothing like and I just like for like two three weeks I just did like nothing I was lazy as hell I was like eating like hell 
and then started getting back into working out. I bought a bike and I've been riding my bike a lot, like, uh, since that kicked in and like, I'll ride usually like, I mean, at one, at one point I was like five days a week now, maybe not four, maybe like three, four days a week, but usually like 20 miles uh, on the bike. Like right after work, I could just get it right out there and just, you know, kind of clear your head and everything. Uh, it's been perfect for like, obviously social distancing. I don't really have to worry about that when I'm on my bike, like I'm not never near anybody. So I don't have to, you know, really worry about that at all. Um, so that's been, that's been cool. And I mean, it's, it is, it's strange, man. I mean, especially as it goes on and on and on, like you, your brain goes through like all kinds of strange things. Like everything in your house becomes boring for a little while. Like I couldn't play guitar. I couldn't like play a video game for more than five minutes. And I was like, I don't even care. Like, this is boring. Like I don't even want to do this. So it's definitely been tough, but you know, trying to keep busy with, with working out, riding my bike has been like the biggest thing uh, through all this for sure. I was going to ask, like, you know, you picked up a bike and 20 miles a day is like, no, no joke. Right. And, you know, I know JJ runs like heavy miles and, and biking. Um, I was going to ask, you know, kind of what your unique skill you've picked up, but it sounds like bike riding is, is the thing. Do you have like a trail that you go, like a path that you go every time? Or are you just like, let me explore Frederick? Like, I mean, like, and again, like that, that, that starts, that starts kind of getting boring. So like, but I do kind of like, I mean, I have like, I go through like my neighborhood, there's a, there's a cemetery that I'll, and sounds like weird, but cemetery I'll ride around. Um, but that's good because there's like no cars and stuff like flying around. You can just kind of like go and not have to worry about anything. And then I'll like make my way around like the outskirts of Frederick. And like, that's kind of like my lap, give or take. Sometimes I'll go a little bit off one way or a little bit off the other way. But I kind of have a, a general route I'll stick to. It gets me right around that like 18 to 20 miles and if i'm not feeling it like totally i'll cut that short or whatever but yeah it's 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 basically around frederick streets and stuff like that jj what about you man i mean i know i know you're you're back you know back up in the frederick area now so it's a kind of a new area to run like have you found like new ways to go to keep it like interesting or you got like you have the jj path and it's, it's your your track so the um I actually like running, um, seeing different things, kind of more of like a go to point A and run back to point B. Um, unfortunately, the way the neighborhood structured and the limited paths that are available, um, I kind of have to run around the neighborhood uh, several times. Um, so it, obviously, it's kind of like whenever you run around a football field, if you guys remember in school, like it, you know, after the third lap, it gets kind of boring. You see the same thing over and over <laughs> again. Um, you know, so that's the unfortunate part. Um, you know, about the neighborhood is, is because I, I think it's something they are working on. Um, I know they're doing a lot of road work. We're hoping the, the paths get uh, built out uh, to go down towards um, other parts of uh, Frederick. Um, so that will obviously open things up. But um, for the time being, it's just you, you take what you can get. And <laughs> uh, around the neighborhood's about right. a little under one and a half miles. So, I mean, that's I know that seems like a long distance for many people, but I usually do that about four times on average. So, um, so after the third lap or so, it kind of gets a little, uh, <laughs> a little, yeah. a little tiring. You want to see something a little new. Um, but <laughs> like, is that rabbit still there? Is it still yeah. sitting in that? <laughs> <laughs> is that the same one or is it new? Yeah, man, I, I totally get it, man. It's, 
trying to make Corona feel normal is, is it, it sounds so easy, right? Because like, you know, you can be like, Oh, I picked up knitting or I picked up uh, this hobby and I picked up this, but it's, it's hard, man. It's hard to, you know, I try and think about like, what, what have I done? And, and I don't really have a, uh, a set thing where it's like every day I'm going to do this or a couple of days a week I'm going to do this. It's kind of like, I just see what my child wants to do and you know, mm-hmm. she's three. So I'm like, you know, what, what wild and crazy thing does she care about this week? You know, one week it's, it's exercising. So we, we created a, an exercise plan where, you know, she picked out a workout, which was like run in circles around her play table and, and then jump on a trampoline. Um, and, then, and then, and then the next one, I'm like, all right, let's try and do squats. And she's like, ah, I don't really like this. Yeah. <laughs> That's what everybody um, usually gives up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't even like squats, but come on, child, like, let's do this. You know, trying to get a three-year-old to commit to doing 10, 10 squats is like uh, being like, I'll give you ice cream later. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then the other thing, too, is like trying to, you know, figure out how to keep like, you know, some sense of normalcy. Like, you know, do you, you go out for a drive? Like, do you do you drive? You know, I, my, my drive to work is, you know, on a, on no on, with no traffic is like 35, 40 minutes, uh, which is what I've come to realize is like where I kind of cleared my head in between like work and then getting home, you know, traffic sucks. Like nobody likes sitting in traffic, but like you, you forget like that hour is where you like tune things out. You're not looking at emails. You're not, you know, immediately jumping into the next task, like daddy daycare or something like that. It's, it's like you're, you're, you know, for me, it was like listening to sports talk radio and like, listening to you know drunk hillbillies call in about why uh Dwayne Haskins isn't the right quarterback and <laughs> they should trade up to number one to get Joe Burrow and uh, <laughs> if you just give Haskins two and maybe a, a third you, you get Joe Burrow <laughs> so, yeah and you're like and you know then you listen to you know radio people just blast them but um the sense of normalcy is, is tough man it's tough to, to keep it normal when your home so it's like what can i do can i go for a drive can i go for a walk can i you know learn to finger paint which i, I can't <laughs> <laughs> um it's, it's it's crazy it's, it's it's crazy too and i know like you guys you know significant others and they're trying to do the same thing or you know in some cases they're going back they're still working this whole time throughout it and we know we all know friends or close people who who yeah life hasn't really changed they're, they're still going and putting themselves out there every day which it's tough. It's tough to think about. It's tough to, you know, it's, it's tough to, I mean, it's good to acknowledge them and be like, wow, that's amazing. You can do that and power yeah. through. And I mean, some people just, you know, have a choice. Like if, if we're called me tomorrow and said, we're going in. Yeah. What are you going to do? Okay, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I've, I've saved up a little penny. I'm going to, I don't need, I don't need this job. Like, no, that doesn't happen. I'm not, I'm not Patrick Mahomes. I don't think I'm getting that $500 million contract on my desk uh, when I come back to work. So he has to go to work, man. He's, he's still got to go to work. That's right. <laughs> Out of all four of us, he's the one who's got to go to work. He's the one who's literally expressing himself more to yeah. exposing himself more to Corona. So I guess, you know what? All right. $500 million is worth it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks guys. I mean, like I said, this is something a little different, uh, but I hope, you guys enjoyed it and enjoyed listening to us talk. Is there uh, anything, JJ, Dylan, you want to send us off with? Nah, man. I think it was good. We'll chill out here. Uh, I think it's a good little little episode here. I think we'll have a few episodes like this, and we'll still we'll still have our drafts for sure. 
right. we like can't it. we can't get away from drafts. We've been doing drafts since we were teenagers on two yeah. K football and Madden. So yeah. <laughs> the only thing the only thing I want to say is I just wish I could throw a football eighty yards. <laughs> yeah. man, and you know what, man? Kyle Bowler turned that into a pretty good career, right? Michael hey, Bishop. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even have to be accurate. I could as long as I get eighty, I'll I'll, I'll get you know several million. I'm good with that. You know. I'd be drafted right. in the first you'd be, round. You'd be Chase Daniel. <laughs> I'm good with that you'd too. Chase Daniel and con, con teams out of seven to ten million dollars a year every year. I, I, I did see. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught it. So when they had first announced the um, Mahomes deal, uh, Josh McCown uh, responded back, "Well, how about a bunch of uh, ten ten years of one year contracts with ten different <laughs> clubs? Does that count?" <laughs> it's like it's crazy, man. You think about like guys like Josh McCown or Chase Chase Daniel, and they're like, if you add it all up, those guys made a crap ton of money. Like, oh, yeah. Think of like Ryan Fitzpatrick, like yeah. dude Patrick, league yeah. for like fifteen years. I mean, he hasn't been like the highest paid guy, but no, like, still, but... he's gotten money throughout all those years like he's made some money and some of those contracts were all right like made a lot of money just being like a journeyman quarterback if, mm-hmm. well you're doing something right if you're in the league for 10 10 years if you're in double digits yeah. number one yeah. you made a lot of money even if you made the minimum every single year you're probably yeah. still right. pulling in what close to close to eight to ten million i mean probably about eight probably eight yeah I yeah eight, eight to 10 million. million yeah so um but again, you you have to be somewhat decent at your job if you're still sticking around for ten yeah. years. I mean, you got to be right. doing something backup, right. You can get a decent backup quarterback. Like you know, what I mean, it's not like right. you can't find a backup quarterback. Like, so if you're in the league for fifteen years, like like you said, you're doing something right, like on the field, and then you're doing something right off the field. Like, you know, you have probably have a reputation in the league by that point. That like, hey, he's really good in the locker room. He's really good at helping that younger quarterback, like yeah. that kind of stuff. Like there's intangible things that we don't even see on the field that you, you got to have if you've been in the league for that long. And you're not, and you're not even like that great. You're not Tom Brady. Like That's you're like, like, you're like serviceable backup guy, but you're still in the league. Like you got to do something right. And Brian Hoyer is just like, checks keep coming. I'm going to keep on suiting up. It's fine. <laughs> you know, like Chase Daniel. I was going to say, the thing with Chase Daniel is, I mean, you know, Ryan says Patrick, yes, he's played a bunch of games. He's won some games. Um, you know, you look at some of the other guys, they've done the same thing. Chase Daniel has barely even taken snaps. Yeah. That's the most impressive thing, I think, about him that sets him apart from a lot of other people. Even Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer has won some games. I mean, he, he started Cleveland, what, 6-2 and two before he got hurt? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he you know – that's how I think you establish yourself as a good back quarter. You go in for here, there, you, 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 you win a couple games or you throw a bunch of touchdowns and then people keep you around. Cause they kind of live off that for a bit, but chase Daniel, I, I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many snaps he's taken. It's gotta be less than a hundred in his career. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I, I don't have the official number, but it's gotta be low, but, but like, that's the thing is like, you know, you think about it and you're like, man, chase Daniel sucks. And you're like, all right, let's go play backyard football with Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel is going to dot yeah. us up. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like it's it's like it, that's that's my favorite part of it is uh, like you don't have to be very good to look at this. He, he's thrown for fourteen hundred yards in his career. That's Damn. that's Chase that's Chase Daniel in, in ten years. Ten that's years. like three uh, games for Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. 
10 years, he's, he's 65 total games he's suited up for, and he's thrown uh, 218 passes. So, you know, wow, right? <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's it's it's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. If if you take away those two Chicago years that like just happened where he had to play for Trubisky, yeah. it's like he probably would have thrown. Yeah. He's one of those, he would have thrown approximately seventy. He's one passes. of those quarterbacks too that like seems to like he like got in with a couple coaches, like mm-hmm. a couple coaches liked him a lot, and then that like that kept him in the league, like. That like Colt McCoy was that way. It was like mm-hmm. he was just there because Jay Gruden liked him. Like no one in the league wanted anything to do with Colt McCoy. One, like, he wasn't good. And if anyone on the Redskins, any Redskins fans listening to this, Colt McCoy sucked, and he's a crappy quarterback. He's terrible. Okay. And second, he was like a cushion away from dying on the field after after the freaking uh, Browns, the Brown uh, seasons. Like no one needed him, but. You know, Jay Gruden, it was Jay Gruden's guy, man. Like, and I think Daniels is like followed around. Who is it like? Like, well, kind of like the Andy Reid coaching he, tree. He, start, he started with Sean Payton. I mean, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's that's a pretty good coach to start under. So, yeah. I mean, and sometimes teams look at it like, oh, he's got good coaching. I mean, obviously, he's never going to see the field with when you're behind Drew Brees. Uh, but I know, I, I, if I remember correctly, he went to Philly after that, and he was right. actually going to start until they traded for Sam Bradford. But so remember, he he was in Kansas City. Kansas oh, City signed right. him to be uh, Alex Smith's backup. He he made it there three years and took ten million to to throw yep. seven passes or whatever it was, or twenty eight. Sorry, twenty eight passes as a chief. Ten million dollars, twenty eight passes. Uh, and then went to the Eagles, right? He was going to start, and then they got Sam Bradford, and then they um, – Didn't he get was, hurt? Isn't that why they went out and got Sam Bradford? I don't think so. I think he. I think they just yeah. literally were like, now we're getting Sam Bradford. Like, this is happening. I'm thinking yeah, about Yeah, just Minnesota. was able to work out I think the deal. when Bradford went to Minnesota. He went to Minnesota because someone got hurt. Right. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's what I'm thinking of. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like he went back to, to Saint, or, uh, the Saints for a year, and Went to Chicago, took another ten million dollars from a team. He's made thirty-four point three million dollars in eleven years. No, I mean, he's just like he got into the Andy Reid coaching tree, and he just like rode the rode the wave, yep. man. Like now he's in Detroit for another yeah. three-year, thirteen million dollar deal. <laughs> I love it. I um, love it. Yeah, and he might. Yeah, you know, I guess because Stafford was out for a chunk of the year last year. I, I mean, again, I, I'm sure if I was him, number one, I'd probably be looking at the money. But number two, also look. I mean, you want to play. I mean, in the end, you, you're playing. You sign up for football to play. You know, I mean, well, depends on who you talk to. But um, you know, I, I, I'd assume that he feels like he's a good, he has a good opportunity to play based on Stafford's injury, which is kind of sad when you think about it. But that's how you have to, with the life yeah. of the backup quarterback. I guess that's how you have to think as well. Yeah. yeah, you want to go somewhere. I mean, Cam Newton didn't go to New England so he could, you know, he thinks he can. Right. He thinks he can play. Right. You know what I mean, like, yep. Then again, apparently that was his only offer. But yeah, but it's also a place that he could potentially. He's not going to like Kansas City, like you know, right. what I mean? yeah. <laughs> Where, like, he's gonna um, like hold the like, hold the field goal kicks, like you know what I mean. Like I would say, I would take him over Chad Henne. Possible for him to go on the like, field. If you told me you could have Cam Newton or Chad Henne, Matt Moore, I'd be like, oh, you know, what? give me Cam Newton on this one. It's you know okay. What? For a million dollars, I'll take Cam Newton as my backup quarterback. <laughs> yeah, for like, for, like for pennies, like I will take him as my yeah. backup quarterback, hundred <laughs> percent. 
No I problem. Yeah, I would. I mean, that is a that is a fine topic for a, if you were going to build your a team on on no money. <laughs> if like Mark Davis is your owner and he's like, "Look, I hate to tell you, I know the cap is two hundred twenty million dollars. I have seventy five million dollars to build this team. Yeah, how are we going to build it?" And you're like, "Okay." all <laughs> the. He's also our runner back. Or if you're in the also, Panthers that one year when you had all that dead money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a real life, like, <laughs> real life scenario there. Is it still recording?